I've got some pictures that you would love to see. This world is a strange one. Instagram is one of the most popular social media apps on the market. You can send friends and family pictures or videos of your life and things that are important to you. So you can only imagine what horrible things the freaks out there have sent to people, or maybe they've used your own pictures against you. To find out where you live, enjoy these allegedly true Instagram scary stories. But first, I need one more creepy cruise story. Also, I'd love to hear your creepy bridge stories as well. Send us your stories at darknessprevails.org. Also, if you want tons of bonus episodes, be sure to check out patreon.com slash darknessprevails. Now, let's open up Instagram and see what horrors we can find. Number one, why I don't use Instagram anymore. Submitted by Cody B. Back when Instagram had barely started in 2011, I was one of its first users. In the last five and a half years, I've collected almost 300,000 followers and each day it increases. But anymore, I scarcely get on. You see, it all started one year ago as of July 4th this year. I was hanging out with friends and family and having an all out barbecue. The entire day I posted picture after picture of all the fun I was having. Sometime in the middle of the day, someone direct messaged me and I assumed that it was just one of my followers trying to say hi. Sometimes they even ask me to follow them back and if they're really desperate, to tell my followers to follow their accounts. So I checked my DM and saw that it was somebody named Dark Vengeance 666, which sounded like they were trying too hard to be creepy or intimidating, but I've had a few followers with similar names that I was actually pretty close with. It wasn't until I read the message that chills shivered down my back. It read, I'm going to enjoy slashing your throat and dropping your body in a lake. Right away, my eyes widened I just stood there for what seemed like hours. Then my mother saw me and pulled me out of a trance. Cody, she said, what's wrong? You look like you've seen a ghost. I slowly looked over at her and then finally said back, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You see, I didn't want to tell her in case it was just some prankster that would only serve to worry her. And that was the last thing I wanted to do. I was about to text this guy back and ask him what his deal was, but I soon found myself staring at another of his messages. I agree, he said. You do look like you've seen a ghost. Is everything all right? Either this psycho had my phone bugged, or he was with me, at my house, at the barbecue. The thing is, the only person who I knew was there that would pull off such a sick prank was my brother but he had recently broken his phone, so I figured if it was him, he would be using one of his friend's phones to do it. The only one of his friends there that day was a kid named Hector, so I approached Hector, who indeed had his phone with him. Are you sending me these messages? I asked him aggressively, showing him the texts. He looked at them for a second, then replied, no, I didn't believe him. I asked him for his phone, he refused, but after a bit of badgering, he finally gave in. I pulled up his Instagram and looked at his profile. 
His username was dead inside, so I assumed that it wasn't him. Then my harasser sent me another message. It read, Aw, leave poor Hector alone. It's me you're after. Then for the next minute, he repeatedly sent me devil scowl emojis. Finally, I decided to reply to him, asking him who he was and what he wanted. The weird thing is that not even a second after I hit send did he respond with, I want to make you bleed. I shuddered. I told him to knock it off and that I'd be calling the police if this continued. I stared intensely at my phone, just waiting for his next response. It told me that he was typing. After a few long minutes, I refreshed to see if he was really typing still or if it was just a glitch. It still said typing, so I waited. Impatiently, I waited. It wasn't long before I found a bunch of spam messages. He was sending endless messages of the same exact thing over and over, a list of the seven deadly sins. Finally, he sent a message that read, you're next in line, followed by pictures of dead animals. As disgusting and horrible as they were, the last thing that he sent me was worse. It was a picture of me looking at my phone in complete horror from my bedroom window. From the right of the screen, you could see a gloved hand making a thumbs up. I looked at my bedroom window and I saw him. Well, I saw someone, someone wearing a ghostly mask and staring down at me. People began to go back inside for dinner and I didn't know what to do. When I looked back up at the window, he was gone and in my almost completely dark backyard, I was alone. I ran inside as quickly as I could and I slammed and locked the backsliding glass door. When I turned around, everybody was staring at me. I leaned over to catch my breath. I was just about to explain what was going on when the person sent me another message, a picture of my mother. It was from directly behind her. Whoever this was, was close. I could have screamed. I could have alerted everyone in the room, but I was so afraid that if I did, they would kill her at that moment, even if they were going to get caught. They were just too close to my mom. I soon got another message saying, don't say a word or I'll kill her. I looked around the room and saw everybody waiting on me to explain myself. I thought for a moment and then made up the most unbelievable story ever. Sorry, I think I had a spider on me. They all rolled their eyes seeming to believe me some of my elder family blaming it on my generation of hormones. Then of course I got another message. Go to your room, now, alone. I didn't know what else to do, so I crept away from my family and I ran up the stairs. When I got to my bedroom door, I opened it slowly and stepped inside. I seemed to be alone, but then I heard steps behind me and someone closed the door. Don't turn around, they said. And honestly, I was surprised because the voice was feminine. This person shoved something sharp into my back and said to sit. I pulled out my desk chair and sat in it slowly, trying not to make any sudden movements because I figured that this psycho could do anything at any moment. I turned in the chair to see this masked figure. 
she or it continued to speak. Your family has committed one of the seven sins unforgivable by God. Do you know what that is? I wasn't sure what he was talking about because I was sure I'd done this person no wrong. I've seen the movies, I've read the books, I know what the seven deadly sins are, and I knew that I hadn't committed any of them. The masked person was waiting for an answer, an answer that I could not give. The sin your family has committed is lust, they said. They began to explain. Your mother has been very naughty. She has lain with someone she is not intertwined with matrimonially. What is this psycho talking about? Are they claiming that my mother cheated on my dad? As terrible as that sounds, why would they be trying to hurt us? Then the figure continued. If you're wondering why I have you instead of her, it's because I want her alive to suffer the way I've suffered. And once I think she's been hurting enough, I can kill her too. I didn't realize until just now that I'd been crying. I was scared, more scared than I thought possible. I could barely see with my eyes so watery like that. I didn't know what to do. I could try to attack them, to try to take the knife from this person. But what if they carried a gun as well as a backup? And what if they lunged at me before I could get to them? I knew if I got up from this chair, then one of us was going to die. I wasn't sure if I was ready to make the chance on my own life, but luckily, my fears resided. The door bust open behind this figure, and they were on the ground, the knife knocked onto the floor out of their hands. The police were on top of them, and somehow, by some miracle, I was saved. Even still, there were so many questions spinning around in my head. The person was arrested, and apparently it was the woman whose husband slept with my mother. She'd had a mental breakdown after my mom cheated. Ever since then, my mom and dad have been going through a rough divorce, and that woman, Abigail was her name, is out on bail because her court case has been prolonged. I find it unbelievable that they'd let someone like that go out on bail. Because only two months ago, she began to send me more messages. She changed her profile, or maybe it's a new account, but I know it's her. I keep receiving death threats, saying how she's going to take pleasure in watching me beg for my life. I've told the cops since then when this all started back up, but they can't trace it back to her. If I had to guess, she must be using a public computer or some friend's phone to do it. A few weeks ago, I deleted Instagram altogether, but it actually would continue to pop back up on my screen and my inbox would flood with DMs. And very recently, the situation got far worse. Josh was also an Instagram user, and he soon got a message as well that said, tell Cody that he'll never be safe for as long as I am around. What scares me is that she's harassing me it isn't like I did anything to her. It was my mother, if anything. I'm terrified for my life because I feel like any day now, she could find me and finally do what she's been waiting to do. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, 
would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Number 2. The Creepy Follower on Instagram Submitted by Alice1482 This happened two years ago when I began using Instagram for the first time. I was adding all my friends and family on the new page I had started after posting my first picture there of me and my best friends. I just made a few tweaks to my account, including adding the same picture that I posted to all my profile pictures, when I got a new follow request from another user. Let's call him Tom. Tom and I had about 25 mutual friends. However, I didn't recognize his name, and his profile picture was blank. Altogether, he had about 1,000 followers, and he followed about the same number of people back. I accepted his request to follow, thinking that it was just one of my schoolmates with another username, since we had so many mutual friends. Not even a minute after I accepted his request to follow, my phone vibrated in my hands, notifying me that I had a new direct message. Quickly, I opened the message, thinking it was one of my friends when I realized that it was a message from this Tom person. It read, So which one of these beautiful girls is you? It took me a moment to realize that he was talking about the picture I had posted, the one of me and my best friends together. I was confused though, and a little bit alarmed. Who was this person? At first I thought it was just one of my friends trying to mess with me, or maybe even flirt with me. So I simply chose to ignore it altogether, to annoy whoever this potential Tom was. After about a minute of browsing around, I decided to send a follow request back to this Tom to see if I can figure out who he was. I went to his direct message again to select his name and open his page, only to find that he had an open profile. His account was not private, so I could see his pictures without having to follow him back. He had about 10 pictures, all containing a man in his early 20s posing in different locations including a house. I had no idea who this man was. I'd never seen him before in my life, and I became more confused as to how the two of us had so many mutual friends. Clearly, I was much younger than he was, since the picture I posted had me and my best friends on it, and clearly, we were adolescent girls. 
I decided to just stupidly ignore this guy instead of removing him as my follower at once. The next day, I asked my friends at school about it, and they said that they let him follow them on Instagram since they saw that they had so many mutual friends. So apparently, I wasn't the only one. But they did also say that he never messaged them, and that made me more confused. I thought I was in the same boat as the other girls, but apparently I was the lucky one he wanted to message. That same day after school, I went home and opened Instagram to find about 50 more pictures sent via message from Tom. Panicking, I opened each picture, only to find me. Me walking to school, me at school, my friends and I even alone in the corridors in the canteen. I freaked out and immediately called my friends. Since you can't forward pictures sent via direct message, I took screenshots of the pictures and sent those to my friends. They all seemed too calm though, telling me that some guy at school was pranking me, but this annoyed me immensely. They did, however, say that tomorrow at school we should look out for this freak who decided to mess with me, but that next day was hell. I went about my routine in the building, paranoid at every turn. Even the usually nice walk to and from school was now terrifying because I felt like I was being followed. I felt someone's eyes on me. Eventually, the school day ended with nothing happening out of the ordinary. I went quickly back home to check on my Instagram once more. This time, there were no pictures, although there were plenty of new messages. They read along the lines of, I saw you today. You looked even cuter when you kept looking around every time you walked right past me, so on, so forth. He always said, I'll see you again tomorrow. I'll see you every day, all the time, everywhere. And he made sure to tell me that I would never see him, never. I was scared, as well as confused still, as to how in the world I'd cause myself to get someone obsessed with me like that. I did not know this person, so I decided to pull myself together and finally block them on Instagram. For a couple of days, I didn't get anything unusual happening, which calmed me down and I started to forget. However, I was disturbed again to only get another follow request from another user with the same name, this time by the name of Tom123, and this user had no followers. They weren't following anyone back as well, and there was no profile picture. Immediately, I denied the request, and I carried on about my day, but I soon received some messages from this Tom123 saying, you can't block me forever. You can't block me in real life. I know where you live and which school you go to. I blocked the user again and reported them this time. My friends did the same and I thought it was over. Soon though, the news somehow reached my school principal and I was sent to the office one day without realizing why I was called in. Apparently, Tom had been following our students on Instagram. Tom was apparently one of the new cleaners who was also a part-time student at university. He had been caught taking pictures of girls around the corridors, only to find that he would send them to their Instagrams, claiming that he knows where they live and who they are. They had found my name along with his other victims, and I was called to ask about all I knew. I told them everything, 
and soon my friends were called to the office as well for a small meeting. We never got to see this man in real life, who was apparently a part-time medical student. The police arrested him for doing this, and since we were all minors, he had heavier charges, which got him kicked out of his university as well. Now our school is extra cautious on employing new cleaners, and I'm much more careful, not just on Instagram, but on all social media pages. My mistake was letting him follow me, even though I wasn't sure who he was. I shouldn't have done that, even though we had so many mutual friends that it seemed reasonable at the time. My only advice would be don't accept friend requests or request to follow anyone from whom you don't recognize right away. No matter how many mutual friends you have, you never know who they would be or what their motives are. I still don't know why this man was taking pictures of teenage girls, only to send those pictures back to them. However, I can tell that his motives weren't good. I still enjoy Instagram, and I still have the same account as when I first started, but now I'm so much more cautious on who I follow and who I let follow me. Number three, the ghost on Instagram. Submitted by Dallas F. I lived in a small suburban town in Ohio. I was a very popular kid at the time. I was about 13 when this happened. It was early October and I was scrolling through Instagram while messaging my friend Zach. That's when someone requested me by the name of Mary Robinson. I accepted her request and I followed her as well, but then soon stuff began to get weird. I went back to the home page, and there was an image on the screen of a broken down old house. The post was made by this Mary Robinson. I didn't think too much of it, so I began to scroll past it, only to see that the same picture of the old house was posted over and over again. I began to look at this picture more closely. I was very curious, and somewhat weirded out. It was very familiar in a way. I suddenly recalled a book we found while moving into this house. It must have belonged to the previous owner. This old house was the original home that stood on this very property where I now live. I'd heard rumors that a woman had died there years ago. They say that she was murdered, and the old home was burned to the ground. I got up and ran to get the book, just to be sure. But as I passed by the window, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I suddenly stopped and backed up a bit to get a better look at what I saw. There was what appeared to be some woman out on the street. She was facing our house. She stood there unnaturally still. The image was enough to kind of freak me out. I shook it off and continued on my way, trying to ignore the chills that went down my spine. Quickly, I found the old book and compared it to the pictures on Instagram. And sure enough, the old house in Mary Robinson's post was the same one as the one in the book. I'd never noticed it before, but in the picture in the book, if I look closely in the window, there was an image of a girl with long, dark hair. It was hard to tell, but the girl did somewhat resemble the profile picture of Mary Robinson. This is when I began to get more creeped out. I wasn't entirely sure if my imagination was running wild, and that's why I was getting scared. 
but all in all, the whole situation was legit weird. Later on that day, I received a message on Instagram. I was afraid to open it when I saw that it was from Mary Robinson, so of course I hesitated. It seems ridiculous now, but I was truly and completely scared. When I opened the message, it was both simple and confusing. Mary Robinson had sent, I can see. What does that even mean, I wondered. I thought for a moment, then I replied with nothing but a question mark, and her response was unnaturally immediate. I can see. Let me out. Now I was panicking. Who was this? Was it some prank? Was I being played like a fool? Or was someone trying to hurt me? I wrote back, but before I could send it, I heard banging on the back door and I almost fell out of my chair. Just to be safe, I walked over to my baseball bag and I held on to my bat. I walked downstairs and I was ready to knock someone's head off and thank goodness I could see through the glass or I may have killed my friend Zach. He was at the back door, continuing to knock. Once inside, he looked me over, seeing the baseball bat, and he said to me, well, guess tonight's the night I die. I rolled my eyes, sighing a relief that it was just my friend, but he could still tell from my expression that something was up. Apparently, he had come over to tell me that someone may have hacked my social media accounts because I'd been posting and sending out random messages but at this point, I wasn't surprised. I explained the weird interaction I was having with a potential ghost or some jerk trying to scare me. We ran upstairs so I could show him, and now this is where it gets really disturbing. Again, as I walked past the same window, we both saw the woman across the street again. Long dark hair, tattered clothes. She seemed almost transparent, and she was facing our house. Zach whispered to me, dude, I just walked this way. Where the heck did she come from? Why is she staring at us? I didn't say anything at this point. I didn't really know what to say or answer, and I was just freaking out. When we arrived back at my room, the first thing that happened was the bedroom door slamming shut on its own. Startled, I ran to the door and tried to open it, but it wouldn't budge, which is impossible because my bedroom door does not have a lock on it. Plus, it opens inward. When I felt that a force was keeping it shut, chills enveloped my entire body. Then we heard something that I could never truly forget. The sound of a disturbed, whispering voice. Let me out. Zack called out to it. Let you out of where? And just then, I heard a new direct message alert on my phone. I hesitated, and I looked at Zach. I said to him, this can't be for real, can it? Of course, the direct message was from Mary Robinson. It read, put it back in the basement. I was so terrified that I could barely breathe at this point. So awkwardly, I began to fumble at the doorknob again. This time, it opened with ease. I was beginning to get irritated I looked back at Zack and accused him of pranking me, but I could see that he felt the same in my eyes, that same sense of wonder and fear. He wasn't doing this. 
I told him the only way in and out of the basement was the big metal doors on the outside of my house. We ran outside in the strong winds with the book in hand. I put down the book as we took off the lock my parents kept on the doors. Without even going down into the basement, I simply placed the eerie book on one of the steps, closed the doors, then we both ran back inside. You could hold a gun to my head and I would not go back into that basement. Back inside the house, we looked out the window and the woman from across the street was gone. Over the course of the long night, the wind began to die down. Nothing out of the ordinary happened and the direct messages stopped. But just the next morning, when I was looking at my Instagram, Zach tapped at my arm until he had my attention. I said, what? And unable to speak a word, he pointed out the window. And there was the same woman again, walking with a smaller yet identical looking girl. And they were carrying the book we placed in the basement. My mouth was agape. And that's the last we saw or heard of Mary Robinson. It was truly and undoubtedly bizarre and horrifying. Number four, Instagram Stalker, submitted by Rachel. This is my story about my Instagram friend. I'm 15 years old and in high school living in Scotland. So now that that's out of the way, let's get on to the story. It was three years ago and in my first year of high school, I'd only been on Instagram for a while, so I was a bit naive about the whole don't talk to people you don't know thing. I know this was stupid of me, but I was 12 back then. One night I was in my room on Instagram talking to my friends when I got a friend request from someone I didn't recognize. Me being the stupid little girl I was, I accepted the request because at the age, it was all about the amount of followers you had, right? That's all that mattered, or so I thought. Anyway, after I accepted, I went onto their profile because I wanted to see if I actually did know them. By doing a little bit of research, I found that they attended the high school next to mine. Great, I thought, I can maybe make a new friend. Her name was Kate. She was the same age as me, and we had the same interests. I was going to private message her, but it was getting late, and to be honest, I couldn't be bothered with a conversation at this point, so I just told myself I'd text her in the morning. As I went to put up my phone on the table beside my bed, a message popped up on it, and surprisingly, it was from Kate. Hiya, Rachel, it read. Stupidly, I answered back right away. Hi, Kate, how are you? We started up a normal conversation, talking about school subjects and such. It was going great, until Kate began to ask some rather strange questions, like what street I lived on and which house number was mine. Now, I may have been naive for my age, but I was no idiot, so I just told her that I wasn't comfortable sharing that information on the internet, especially after this being the first time we had talked. Her reply made my blood run cold. She replied with my full address and a picture that was taken from outside my house, saying, oh, well, isn't this your house? What the hell, I thought, lying in my bed, 
contemplating how this person knows where I live already. Just as I began typing up my reply, asking how they got that information, I heard a knock from my front door. Who would be knocking on the front door at one in the morning, especially during the winter when it's freezing outside? I sat there frozen in my bed, hearing the knocking come again, this time louder and far more aggressive. Open the door, said a rough male voice from the other side. Now, my room being the only bedroom downstairs and everyone else's being upstairs, I was the only one who could hear this. Open the freaking door or I'll kick it down, said the man again. I sat motionless on my bed, too scared to even cry. I just stared at my front door, which I could see from the inside of my room. Rachel, the man said, making me almost jump out of my skin. My name wasn't even on my profile, so how had he known it? Rachel, it's Kate, said a second voice, a little bit softer than the other, but still obviously a man. I thought this was some sort of prank, and then I understood that Kate wasn't real. It was some fake Instagram name, used by a couple of sick creeps. A loud bang on my door made me come back into focus. I quickly sprang out of my bed and ran into my parents' room, waking them now with tears running down my face. I told them what was going on, and to my relief, they believed me. My dad groggily got out of bed and ran to my younger brother's room to wake him up as my mom grabbed the phone and dialed 999, screaming that she needed the police. 999 is the emergency number in Scotland. Then there was the telltale sound of a gunshot. I ran back downstairs. If you don't know, guns are illegal in Scotland, so this was a horrifying thing to hear. As I reached the bottom, I saw shattered glass from the window on the front door that had just been broken by one of the men. They were young, only about 28 or so, but they were big, around six foot four, I couldn't make out their faces in the dim lighting. When they saw me, the one with the rough voice said, Hello, Rachel, I'm Kate. At this point, my dad was running down the steps, holding a bat he had gotten from my brother's room, shouting at them that the police were on their way and that they should stay the hell away from me. The men smiled and reached through the broken glass to try and open the door. I thought it was over until I heard the sirens coming down the street. My dad swung his bat, smashing one of the men in the shoulder, making him cry out in pain. The men ran down the street, cursing all the way. The police got to my house and took our statements, but I couldn't give a lot of info because it was too dark to completely see their faces. Unfortunately, nothing came of this, and we never heard of them catching the men and it terrifies me to know that they're still out there and they know where I live. This was a few years ago, and it scares me wondering if they'll come back, wondering which other victims they may have had already. Let this be a warning to you. Never trust anyone over the internet, no one that you don't know, because they might not be who they say they are. Number five. Instagram pedophile, submitted by Ace Nexi.
At the time of this event, I was 11 years old and pretty dumb. Just because I made good grades doesn't mean I wasn't naive. I wasn't using my head. You see, I received a message one day on Instagram from a man whose name I later learned was David. He had said simply hi. I didn't want to talk to this guy, so I tried to make it seem like I was a really rude person. Even still, we ended up talking for most of the weekend, and I found out that they were 27 and apparently lived in Nigeria. He constantly called me pet names like babe, baby, and sweetheart, and he once called me my love. I told him I was 11 time and time again, and it seemed like he was still trying to hit on me. He had asked me to be in a relationship with him once, and I used every excuse I could think of. I said that it was wrong and I didn't want to be in a relationship because of the age difference would cause too much drama. In reality, I just thought he was a creep. In response, I got a series of messages from David. But I don't see anything wrong with you, he said. I'm not talking drama to you, and I really like you. Please try to understand we can make it work. God has reasons why he's allowed us to meet each other. These are the messages I received. After a while of talking, I said goodbye to him and deleted the conversation. A few days later, I got two messages from the guy. He was asking me to talk to him again. He had apparently not gotten the hint, so I deleted the messages, blocked him, and even reported him. It may not be a life-threatening situation, it just goes to show you that some grown adults out there are attracted to young 11-year-old children, and that is truly disgusting. You're not going to find me near Snapchat, Instagram, or any other photo or video sharing site or app. The last thing I want are weirdos sending me freaky or creepy things. Better yet, I don't want to be hunted down by an unknown person who happened to see my picture and liked it a little too much. You never know if that's going to happen to you or if it's happening to you right now at this very moment. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send us your cruise story or your creepy bridge story soon at darknessprevails.org. Also, a huge thanks goes out to our newest patron, Claire. Thank you so much for going above and beyond the call of duty to keep this channel going. I greatly appreciate it. Keep YouTube creepy.